This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Subscribe on Apple iTunes or Google Play to the Piper Carter Podcast to hear the stories and thoughts of Piper Carter. Follow Piper Carter on Instagram at Piper Carter. All right, welcome back to the Piper Carter podcast. It's a very, very, very special podcast today because this coming Thursday, I'm going to turn half a century. I'm going to have rotated... 50 times around um, our son. And so uh, I'm very, very, very grateful and um, blessed and honored. And so, yeah, I'm thinking that um, on this show, normally we talk about a lot of topics and I do have a lot of topics to talk about, but something that I love more than almost anything is music. And that would be soul music. And that would be Detroit soul music. And that would be Detroit soul music from the 70s, from the 60s and the 70s. That's my favorite, favorite, favorite music. Um, Gospel too, gospel from the 70s. So especially Detroit gospel family from the 70s. So I think what we'll do today is just go through some different music that I love. And um, yeah, so I'm here with my co-host, Deja. And I want to shout out uh, my co-host, Brittany, as well, who is um, doing the control. So appreciate you for that. And also shouts out to Kari Frazier, our proprietor for Detroit is Different. So, yeah, um, I'll just say out the gate, um, we're on YouTube. We now have a website, PiperCarterPodcast.com. So go check that out. Um we're on multiple streaming platforms, um, so hopefully you can hear us on your favorite platform. And I'm going to ask you to go ahead and like, share, subscribe, and um, yeah, let us know what um, your favorite maybe Motown or 70s soul music is. Um, and I mean, at, Motown's the number one favorite, but, you know, love me some Stax records and, you know, just all the things, all the record labels that, um, you know, had beautiful music coming um, out of the uh, out of the, the 70s. So, yeah. So uh, we started out with a little bit of Stevie Wonder. Stevie's like my top one of my top favorite i think like stevie is my favorite um musician songwriter and i'd say like arranger and then um and i love his voice and and his harmonies and all his ideas and then shaka khan i'd say from the 70s the 70s shaka khan and the rufus shaka khan that's my favorite vocalist um of that era but i have like a long long list um of people so i just wanted to bring deja in because deja's another uh 
music aficionado. So um, I started off with a little Stevie. So um, yeah, Deja, how you doing? I'm pretty good. Um, I love Stevie. I can talk about him for endless, endless, endless amounts of time and days and years and months, everything. So do tell. I'm his biggest fan. Yeah, do tell about Stevie. Well, hmm, where would I start? Um, hmm, I don't even know what to say. I just feel like he's my favorite artist ever of all time. I probably... What I was trying to figure out is what would be my favorite Stevie uh, Stevie album, but I cannot think of one. I feel like that's an impossible question. Um, I don't even know what my favorite Stevie Wonder song would be. If I had to narrow it down, it might be Girl Blue or Visions. Maybe even like, oh, God, maybe like Another Star or, hmm. Why am I drawing a blank? Oh, oh, no, you know what? It's, um, you've got a bad girl. You got a bad girl? Mm-hmm, from Talking Book. Okay, let me see. It's one of my favorite album covers. He's just sitting, it looks like he's sitting on maybe some sort of dry land, um, if I remember it correctly. It kind of reminded me of a desert or something. It just looked very That's dry. 1972, The Talking Book. That's one of my favorite albums right there. Let me see. The way that um, song starts. Okay, wait, let's see. <laughs> wait, can you hear? Love that, man. Mm-hmm. This is my jam. Look at that smile, Deja. Big old oh, smile. He is the joy of my life. Like, oh, that man. He's, I don't know where God brought him from. If he's the first, this is his first incarnation on this planet or what. If he's from somewhere else, I don't know. But I am so glad that I was able to experience him in this lifetime at this time. I am so thankful. Okay, so if we're on a talking book, right? I told you that one is 72. So I was born January 27th, 1972 at exactly 3.51 p.m. And one of the songs that makes me cry from the talking book, I was actually playing it the other day, um, is the you and I. um, Because I was born in 72 and my mom used to like play that song man and i was thinking the other day and i just broke down in tears and i'm just gonna play that right now that one makes me just think about good times when i hear this song me too oh yeah because they sing it on the wedding yeah michael sang it at thelma's wedding (laughs) yeah this my mom used to sing this song to me or play it for me when i was little can you turn it up a little Brittany? i also think about o'brien's cover of this song although it was much there was more of a tempo in that cover. This is gorgeous. Wait, turn up a little bit more, Britt. Together and you and I. This is what my mom used to sing to me all the time and play this. And we would dance when I was little. <laughs> it's true. I really found someone like you. He was like his 20. Yes. He was like 20. Early 20s. 21, 22. 
the love you feel for so me. young so much feeling so able to articulate those feelings oh my god it's a song like oh my god it's so beautiful right yes i love stevie wonder man okay wait I, okay so speaking of being 20 and early i'm gonna let y'all hear something it sounds a little bit creepy at in these days and times but you have to put yourself like back in the 70s and so okay so like the rest of y'all i love to go on soundcloud and find like rare gems because i actually go digging in soundcloud like i go digging for records like physical records but soundcloud is a great place to go digging for stuff so on soundcloud they have a playlist of Stevie Wonder it's called Additional Singles and Rarities and he's got a lot of good stuff on here one thing he's got on here is like him singing in Italian his songs in Italian and then he has like him singing in Spanish and then he's got like different songs from when he was a kid like performing live like when he used to do the Motown review and um there and and you can hear him talking and so he is, I want to find this where he's talking with Diana Ross. And I think he was like 19 years old. And when you hear his voice, I'm trying to, okay, wait, first I'm going to play this, this Motown promo. Let me, let me just um, regress for a second. I think he had to be like in middle school, middle school age. And um, they, they, he was doing the review, you know, review, meaning like Motown would do this traveling show where all the artists would go on a tour. Right. And it was called the Motown Review. So yes. I just put that. So this is him doing like a promo, like I'm coming to your city. But this had me rolling um, just because he sounds so cute and he sounds like Michael Jackson, honestly. So wait, I got to play this. This see, this this is when his name was Little Stevie Wonder when he first came out. So let's see. This is Stevie Wonder, and I just want to tell you that I'll be coming your way on the Motortown Review, along with Marvin Gaye, The Contours, Mary Wells, Martin the Vandellas, Kim Weston, The Miracles, and many more. And we're going to definitely you play that harmonica, Eddie. Makes me think about fingertips. Yeah, fingertips. Like that was his first hit. That was he was like a child. I remember. and had and sold like millions of records. I remember Gerald McBride. For those of you who aren't like Detroiters, Gerald McBride has had a radio show on Mix ninety two point three, like every Saturday night for at least my entire life. Um, so like since like at least. I remember being maybe like five years old in my room listening to Gerald McBride. Anyway, he put, he has this thing called Battle of the Bands, and it's where he'll put two um, artists against each other um, for an evening of just playing both artists' music back to back, and then you call in and vote for whoever you want to win, and it's really competitive, and then... Um, like the last 15 minutes of his show at like 11:45 is when they'll start totaling up all the all the counts and um they'll tell you who the winner is well when they do these battles they begin with the artists um 
like the beginning of their catalog and they will go through each and every album, EP, LP, you name it. Like they don't miss a beat for this entire four hours of the show. So when I was a child, I remember Gerald playing Stevie Wonder's Fingertips. And that's when I realized how long Stevie had been in the business. And I was a child then still, but just hearing like, you know, as you heard in that clip, he was clearly a child and then being one myself and he had all this talent and just to to have to hear that song and have to visualize what the crowd was experiencing in that live moment while you're sitting there like, dang, this boy is really singing. Oh, my God. He's and really playing. playing the harmonica. Oh, and he my wrote. God. Yeah. And he wrote. That's just, the part right there, the just, writing. Just hear the energy build up from the audience and there's even this one part of the of the performance where the music kind of goes down and he's just like, Yeah, yeah, yeah or something like yeah. that. And like you hear like the anticipation in the crowd, like as the beat begins to build back up. I like mean he that, was trained in Motown. That's energy, that Motown training. Yeah, but the energy in that moment, like yeah. you feel it, it was so surreal. It, okay, let's talk about energy. Yeah. Okay, so this was <laughs> Stevie Wonder at 19 years old had to be like, I don't know, maybe 1970, right? Mm-hmm. Around thereabouts. Or, okay, so um, they were still, like, Diana Ross was still with the label at this point. Um, they were still um, doing these kind of like tours and stuff like that. And so this was Diana Ross introducing Stevie Wonder. And he was singing her song, but um, oh, listen to this real quick. I'm thinking of a Michael clip, but uh. yeah. I used to be called Little Stevie Wonder. That was back in the days when he had the million-selling record Fingertips at the age of twelve. Now he's Big Stevie Wonder because he's reached the ripe old age of nineteen. <laughs> Before we go any further. Let's say hello to this extremely talented young man. Hello, Stevelyn. Hello, Diana. What's happening, baby? Me. (laughs) Hey, Stevie, how do you feel about uh, singing a song with an older woman? Well, I tell you, Mrs. Robinson. That was from a film. You know what I'm gonna do? For you, pluck, scoop, dip, pluck, dribbling, pluck. Thanks for you, girl. Come on, baby. Hit that. Sacrifice for you. I'll even do wrong for you. Oh, baby. You hear the whole crowd singing? So, but speaking of energy, like that energy was powerful right there. That's that Motown. That's that Motown energy is just like, mm, it's like 
but that's what they used to do. What you were talking about on that show that you were just Battle speaking of, the, of the Battle of the Bands. Like Motown used to do that. So they used to, what Barry Gordy would do is he would um, have the artists like compete against each other. So the writers would write all these songs and then all of the different vocalists and groups would sing the songs and whoever sang it the best, like that's who got to record it. Like that's whose song it was. But but he was also smart because they owned the song. Motown owned the song. So um, anybody could, that they want could like sing the song and they get all the writers and the money and the publishing and whatever on the business end. But um, creatively speaking, it would make them, it would, it well. Who was Michael signed to when Thriller came out? What TV label was that? That was no, that, no, that no, was no, when he the, left. Off the wall, off the wall, off the wall. No, that's when he left. Was it CBS? I believe. Cause, I thought so. Because he, kn- his dad, um, big um, Joe um, Jackson, had um, taken them because like Michael Jackson and um, you know um, Jackie and um, Jermaine, they wanted to write. And Barry Gordy was like, nah, y'all don't need to be writing nothing. Y'all just sing, perform. <laughs> like, we write and y'all go perform. Mm-hmm. And so they, I, from what I've read in all the different accounts and books and things, um, th- you know, Joe Jackson was like, okay, well, the boys want to have more creative, you know, input. And so... Um, he took him, he left and he took him to CBS and then um, that's when they started recording all that other, you know, all the other music uh, and basically they had to fight for the name because, well, they lost. So then they were like, okay, well, we won't be the Jackson five. We'll be the Jacksons. Mm -hmm. And that's when they added Randy. Yeah. And um, Jermaine decided to stay um, with Motown because he was married to Hazel Gordy, Barry Gordy's daughter. He so did he drop stayed. a stellar project. I will, I'm but he say. didn't go with them. No, but he, he didn't go with them. Continued to make great music. He he he's a great writer. Yes, great musician. Castles of Sand is my favorite song by him. If anyone wants to go look that up, he. I mean, he he had a. I think what sucks is that. Um, they weren't ever able to like work a lot of that business stuff out for them to be able to like really elevate in that kind of way yeah i mean you know i mean in- incorporating him but um that was what made the motown 25 um like that special that's what made it so powerful because it had been um i don't know almost a decade or so since they had all performed together mm. And so they did all their old songs and then Michael negotiated to do his new songs <laughs> and actually and that weren't Motown. And actually Marvin Gaye was pissed off. Um, so I've read from the different book accounts. If you get his um, wife's book in her book, she says that Marvin was pissed off that he did that he didn't think of negotiating to do his new music because remember he had his music out that year that was 1984 the year he passed actually as well if i remember correctly he didn't even like stevie he was like feeling some kind of way about him coming up so quickly or getting so much success so soon didn't he still his wife that was ah. rick james 
Yeah. Those Rick James. Yeah, Rick James. Get along. Yeah. <laughs> and truth be told, Frankie Beverly. Rick James. According to. Not Frankie. According to her book, according to. Oh my God. Um, Marvin Gaye's second wife's book. In her book, um, she claims, and she ran down a list of people that she was getting it with, and one of them was Frankie Beverly. She was in some kind of re- entanglement. After the morning. Some type of entanglement. After, <laughs> after the night But Stevie <laughs> has had a long list of wives, though. Yeah, no lie. He's got a, a lot of wives and kids, but yeah, he he has a nice little list of wives, though. Um, <laughs> I mean, he got a little, he got a little. It ain't no secret. He got a, you know, a few of them, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so some more music. All right. Um, I only asked, by the way, I only brought up Michael to um, figure out when uh, Stevie started. Michael's one of my favorites, to too, though. His career as a solo artist. Yeah, Michael's one of my favorites, too. But let me do a, little, a couple more Stevie's. Okay, so. Um, what else? Okay, let me tell you something. This song. Um, okay, I'm gonna play something. I just wanna play one more off that um rarities thing. Like, if y'all go through it, there's like a whole bunch that are just like amazing. Stevie Wonder or Roy Ayers? The um Stevie Wonder. But this one I wanna play because I hadn't heard Oops. Oops, this one I this one I wanna play because I hadn't heard it but then when i'm so like late because i didn't realize that bb winans had um remade um jesus children of america and then i heard it here with him and um marvin white so it's bb winans marvin winans and stevie wonder singing this together but um before i play it i just have to tell y'all that i went on youtube to find like some more versions of it and because I because I learned that B.B. Winans had actually like released it himself as his own. And then he was he has a bunch of different performances on YouTube with him and Stevie. And there's one performance in particular that hurt my heart because it was B.B. Winans, Marvin Winans, Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown singing it with Stevie Wonder and... I'll just say go on YouTube and look it up and it'll hurt your heart too. But I had hoped that it would be different. Um, I don't know why, but um, yeah. But anyway, um, if you've ever heard like the original, then I think you would appreciate this, um, this version of it. So here. And, And this would be considered, I guess, like a remake. Jesus children, Jesus loves you, Jesus children, hello children, Jesus loves you of America. Was this on Intervisions or what was that other album? The original was on Intervisions. Are yeah. you hearing what he's saying? Are you feeling the drums are woo. what you're praying? Yeah, this drums. Are you hearing me? Turn that up a little bit, Brittany. I want to hear these drums a second. That rhythm. Yeah. That rhythm is crazy. 
listen to the background. That drum just slapping. Okay, okay, we get, we start having uh, Holy Ghost up here. I was just going to add that Robert, Robert Glasper covered that song with Layla Hathaway and Malcolm Jamal Warner on um, Black Radio. Is it Black Radio 1 or 2? What was Malcolm Jamal Warner's Character? position? He was, he, he was reciting a poem. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I was trying to see him singing or <laughs> do the background. I was like, really? No, I think he was reciting a poem. Um, I used to listen to that all the time. I was in like 10th grade in school listening to that in like the middle of class. Like, wow. The the Robert Glasper. The, the Robert Glasper? Yeah. He, you said you were in middle school? 10th grade. Man. I was in middle school when I realized how incredible Stevie Wonder's run was. He had... Was it six years in a row that he was gr- Grammy nominated? It had to be. I, I can't. I can't confirm. And he was or like deny, the first but... black man to be to be nominated for the Grammys or something. Okay, in look that category. up. I'm not sure if that's a whole fact or not. Huh? Fairly positive that he did break records with that. Yeah, I mean, okay. So, all right. While you look that up, I'm gonna go over and um look up another song okay so you mentioned michael jackson michael jackson is one of my all-time favorite and we always talk about you know me and kari always have the battle of like what michael jackson album was the best and i have to tell y'all that off the wall is the best album yes yes it is off the wall is the best album everyone says thriller but musically off the wall it's off the wall is off the wall hands down okay but before we go over there to like that's michael jackson like solo music but the jacksons when i was a child okay um in the 70s so the jacksons had like so much music and okay there was you know obviously the can you feel it this place hotel you know blame it on the boogie shake your body down all that type of stuff but on the did do you know the destiny album what did it look like this the destiny album is like the ocean and it's like um it says destiny across it and they're like at the top kind of dressed like sailors or something and it's like the sky in the background like it's a really kind of colossal it has on the things i do for you in return do the same for me oh when i I was a child is that Hmm. um okay so it's got push me away on there um you know, but one of the songs I love on there is um, Bless His Soul. And, you know, um, I'm going to just play a little bit of it. Um, it's this uh, uh, this song. It's like, let me see something. I'm going to play this song. The, um, Bless His Soul. I like I love this Jackson song.
I like the bongos on it. If you listen to that song, like, and then it escalates and it just gets, it crescendos and it just gets really like powerful and incredible. And it's like the musicality in it is incredible. Like um, when, I mean, it's just like such a powerful, like powerful, powerful, powerful song. But like that whole album to me, like when I was a child, like that album to me was like, incredible and then there's the triumph album you know that one most people know the um the i don't think a lot of people know the triumph album but one song on there that i love about uh that i love is this um everybody song um because it's just like a really beautiful song and it just kind of reminds me of like just like humanity you know what i mean like i'll just i'll just play like a little bit as makes me feel That song is so that song is so tough. That song is so tough. Wow, Piper, I haven't heard that in years. What was that called again? That's everybody. That's on the Triumph album. I yeah. Was that the one where all of their faces are on it, like Mm -hmm. illustrated or something? No, no, no. That's a picture of all their faces, like neck up, like like half chest. Yeah, it's like a little head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember it. Oh my god, Mm -hmm. I haven't heard that in years. Okay. Now y'all know um the show you the way to go song and y'all know um let me show you show yeah you. and you know enjoy yourself right the enjoy yourself song that's on um I do, but i can't that's on the the album so they had an album called the jacksons that was in 1976 that one so triumph was 198 so destiny was um so the Jacksons was 78 I'm sorry it was 70 the Jacksons was 76 Destiny was 78 and Triumph was 1980 mm-hmm. so on the the Jackson's album is um, 1976 I think one song that I don't hear so much is this song called um, Good Times and that one remind I just love these songs that remind me of humanity wait I love this one wait Oh, 
are taking me back to my bedroom when I used to listen to Battle of the Bands and read my books. Oh my god. I used to try to like read books and listen to the radio, be too distracted by all the great music that was being played. And That's one of the, <laughs> that's one of my jams right there. Ooh, stuff right there. <laughs> that's one of my jams right there. Um, I could go on and on. Like literally, even talk, music is it's so easy to discuss. <clears throat> so I could go on. And on. <laughs> oh, you know something? Um, I'm like a, a, I don't know if people know, but I'm like a huge jazz fan too. Um, I can go down the jazz rabbit hole with you, but um. Y- y'all know Dorothy Ashby? Of course. Mm-hmm. Oh. Miss Harpin or stuff. So why did my father, I talked to my father last week. My dad is a Hollywood actor. Now he's retired. But growing up, he was one of the, a re- he was the, actually, black guy that you saw on all the TV shows and films and things like that. And he was on Black Broadway and all that. And he told me because I knew he was in Ain't Supposed to Die a Natural Death and all these other things. And I was asking him if he had ever done any musicals because my father's a very um, serious actor and has done a lot of drama and things like that. And he was like, oh, yeah, he was like um, there was this um, harpist um, that was my friend and her name is Dorothy Ashby. And she wrote the music, her and her husband. And we did this you know play blah 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 and I almost passed out I was like Dorothy Ashby is your friend which it shouldn't surprise me because a lot of people are my dad's friend like that are super incredible famous historical black actor people in Hollywood that I grew up around visiting him but I didn't know about Dorothy Ashby and I said do you know that she's my he said a lot of people don't know about her (laughs) I said Daddy, she's my favorite, like one of one of my favorite musicians, like in the whole wide world. Love Dorothy Ashby. Um, if people don't know who Dorothy Ashby is, I mean, you probably know like, you know, one of her songs. Um, I don't know, like, but if you don't know, I mean, I I there's so many Dorothy Ashby that I really, really love. Um, I was trying to think of which one that I would play. Like, you know which one that I'll play? Um, because I know that, you know, normally there's like one that I always play, um, The Windows of My Mind. But people always know that one. Um, I feel like on her um, Afro harping, one of the songs that I really, 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 really love is the Come Live With Me. And if you know this song, if you've ever seen the film, um, 
Valley of the Dolls. Valley of the Dolls are really, it's not supposed to be funny. I don't think so. It's supposed to be about the ills that happen to you when you, uh, the traps that you get trapped into when you get into Hollywood life. And it's like, what happens if you get on drugs and this and that and that and go astray. But one of the vocalists that's in there sings it and it's this white guy and he sings it so white. <laughs> but, um, you know, he's like, come live with me. And me and my mom used to like watch that film and like laugh like all the way through <laughs> like the silly stuff. <laughs> but the way she plays it on here is just like, she melts my heart. And um, yeah, so I'm going to play this one. Let's see. Wait, turn it up a little bit, Brittany. Mm. Sounds like something Dillis. Probably did. <laughs> She's from Detroit. Yeah. Like the harp is is awesome, but it's like the tambourine, the drums, the changes. You know what? My mom used to listen to this. That's where I know it from. Dylan might have sampled it too, but I know from my mom. <laughs> Shout out, my mom. Shouts out. Right? Yeah. For me, this is hip hop. Wait. When the change comes in and then that drum hit. Woo-wee! And it's so beautiful. Like, it's a combination of like funky, beautiful, cinematic. Ooh, I'll let y'all go on there and, and check that out. But yeah, Dorothy Ashby, like, ooh. Um, who else? There's like so much music. Um, okay, so I won't belabor y'all too much. I'm only going to play like a couple more tunes because we've been on here for like a minute. I just wanted to come on and celebrate with y'all real quick. Um, <laughs> but um, I might I might do it like a DJ session like on my birthday, but I'm not too sure. Oh, oh, I wanted to play... Um, I got to play some Aretha. I wanted to play that Aretha that I played for you. I was going to ask you if you wanted to talk about Shaka Khan too. Oh, okay. I'll play, I'll play, I'll play Aretha and then I'll play like my Shaka for you. Um, So one of my, like, I love so much um, Aretha Franklin, but I wanted to play that, um, that one, you know, clip that I played for y'all. Um, where Aretha Franklin was on um, Soul Train with um, Smokey Robinson and 
you know, they were sitting at the piano together. It's a really famous clip, but I love it because they talk about the North End. They talk about Detroit and you kind of get to like go back and you could just having grown up around artists and musicians and this type of thing. And my mom working for Motown and then learning from all the Motown people and just growing up in that environment. It just took me back to like that culture and like growing up in that and just like being around people who are just like at the piano tinkering and just like doing stuff. And it took me back to like, even like I said, like learning about how Barry Gordy used to make them like compete against each other. And so it was like a level of like talent and competition that was there, but it was like a friendly competition that was there to like where even when they would get together and I'm not saying it's because of Motown. I think Motown reflects the culture of Detroit at that time. Cause that's just what people did. They'd get together and create, and then they would like kind of be competing against each other while they're simultaneously creating with one another. And they're just like iron sharpens iron. But, um, mm. oops, there's a commercial that I gotta like wait for. But, um, I love this part of the piano, you know, because it just they complement each other so well a too. Of pace. Mm-hmm. I, I, like yeah, that. turn this up a little bit, Brittany. In your smoky songs. Wait a minute, Don. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean it like that. Yeah, yeah. What, what I mean to say is, like are you old enough people. to remember these smoky songs? Just kidding, smoke. <laughs> Right? That's her playing. Yeah. I know, yeah. To pay. I've seen it so many times. I'm crying. I like his the way he just harmonizes with her. He just fell in, fell right in. It's so beautiful. Flawless. lost in that that was in the trance <laughs> oh my goodness um i might play so oh digital rush says happy birthday thank you so much digital rush um i was trying to think of like okay so shaka right so w- i was saying like one of my favorite shaka khan song so okay when i was little i think i've told this story like a thousand times but when i was little my dad bought me for my birthday my fifth birthday 
a close and play record player. And if y'all don't know what a close and play record player is, it was this plastic, colorful record player that played real records. It came with these like plastic, these soft plastic records that came with like a book. So it'd be like Cinderella and it'd be like play the rec you play the record and you have to turn it over. It'd be like it'd be like, you know, turn the page you know what i mean it'd be like that so um then you would like turn the page and you'd read the book and then and then um you know and the record would be like bibbity bobbity bibbity bobbity bibbity bobbity boop you know stuff like that and um they would you know you'd read the story with them they'd read the story with you and they would be in this voice and then when i was little i would read the story to other people exactly like it was on the record so I'd be like, and then Cinderella said, you know, so I'd be doing like all the voices. Accents and the fluctuations. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I re- so I remember like for my birthday, I remember like for some reason, like we were living in New York and then my my parents weren't together then. And my dad came over. Like, he flew in from Cali and he came for my birthday and we were all in New York and he brought me this record player so he had kind of dropped it off and then he had to go do some plays or performances or something else and he came back and he was like how do you like your record player and I guess he thought that I was going to put on the like you know Cinderella or whatever it was and I had put on this 45 and it was Shaka Khan tell me something good and he was like what on earth and that was like one of my that was like one of my first favorite songs like ever ever and the way it comes in that that is one of the funkiest songs when i learned rufus was white later i was like but um yeah, that song, when I put it on and I just started going crazy, my dad was looking at me like, what on earth? <laughs> a little five-year-old. But I'm going to just play a little bit of, um, I know y'all know Tell Me Something Good, but imagine being like, I don't know, like, um, like five years old and, uh, you know, you get this, you, you hear this song you know what I mean like for the first time and it's like this revolutionary you know what I mean like sound and it's like I don't know it just like it kind of like blows your mind somehow you know what I mean um and that was that was pretty much uh what my what my experience was with the song so I hope I choose the right um version you know what i mean because sometimes when you come here on so here it is sometimes you come here on soundcloud they give you some more weird version but um i'm gonna take y'all back to i believe it's 1974 so so well when he gave me the record player i turned five so that would have had to be around what like 77 so this would have been a record that my mom would have just like had and i and i loved and i just like threw on uh so okay here we go
It's so dirty. I got something that'll show enough set your stuff on fire. Like the lyrics, I know why he didn't want me listening to it. <laughs> you refuse to put anything before your pride. Woo, but she wails. This is like the one from the room, I think. Tell me that you love me, yeah. Tell me something good. It is a hard tune, ain't it? (laughs) Tell me that you like it, yeah. My family and I used to travel by car like everywhere. And one time we were coming back up from Alabama. Um... And my aunt had these like Rhino best of CDs from like all of her favorite artists. And she had a Shaka Khan one. That one was one of my favorites. That one. What else do we have on that trip that year? We had Tony, Tony, Tony and Mary J. Blige too. I like rotated those three CDs <laughs> on that road trip. I said Tony, I Tony, Tony, Mary J. Blige. I was jamming. That was a good little trip. Scenery and music. Oh man, I love... I love music. Yes. Wait, okay, so another hard tune from Shaka Khan, mm-hmm. like hard tune, is um, this song, Stay. And what I really love about Stay is when the beat drops and, and how it changes. Like, she goes through all the changes. So it has this one feeling, like, part of it sounds like a country music tune. And then, like, mm. then, a, like, it's... To me, it's part of it sounds like like it's some country music, and then like another part like but when but when that beat drops, the beat is so tough and it's so funky, but it's so smooth at the same time. You know what I mean? And then like she's like wailing on the top, and it's just like it's just a lot going on. Like it's a lot of like stimulation. So I don't know. We'll just play stay hardcore. Yeah. The background vocals are awesome too. The bridge is my favorite part of the Oh, 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 oh,
wait, wait. When the beat drop, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll go crazy on this song. <laughs> I love this. Wait, so shouts out to Kari Frazier. He said, um, what you gonna do for me, dear? That's a tough one Very too. Funky. And um gotta hear Monica Blair said a shaka. Oh, Dina says, Happy birthday, thank you. And Digital Rush told Kari, yeah, um, we're dancing. <laughs> well, okay, so when we were just a few minutes ago, um, Deja had mentioned, had asked me, who's my favorite, um, which one is my favorite Rick James (laughs) song? And we were talking about Rick James. And I was saying that I love a lot of Rick James, but one of my favorite, my favorite album of Rick James is the first album, which is Come Get It. That's my favorite album. Also Motown artist. Yes. Even though he's from Buffalo, but yeah, he was on the Motown Tamala label. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, uh, I know everybody loves Mary Jane. I love Mary Jane. I like love Moon Hollywood. Hmm? Moonchild? Mm, I don't know that one. Okay, keep, find that one. Moonchild? Uh, Mary J. Blige sampled it, didn't she? What was that song? Moonchild? Where she was, she was standing on those rocks in the video. It was "Be Happy." Is that what it's called? Yeah. And she's like, "All I really want." Wait, what song is that? It's to be happy. You're saying that's Rick James? Yeah, the sample. Mm-hmm. You're saying it's Moonchild. Moonchild, Rick James, play it. Whoa, the way that song starts. That is an intro. That's a see. beat drop right there. You talking about for his, singing, or you're talking about? Um, yeah, his song is called Moonshine. No, I'm saying you're saying his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying that his is the beat drop, or you're saying that Mary J. Blige is the beat drop. His, when we talk about beat drops, the way that song starts is just. I'm trying to remember, is it start with the drums or another part of the melody? I don't. Hold on, I'm I'm looking it up now. As soon as I hear that song, you will see me running to the dance floor. That is where I will be. Yeah, we have a dance floor in the studio, though. Hold on. Let's see. Okay. Turn that up, Brittany. get to the hold on for one drop hold on it's gonna drop 
here's where you go. Hey, if y'all are in Detroit right now, this is one of them jams that you're going to do the, uh, the hustle to. <laughs> the hustle jam. And you see everybody over 60 move, shuffling their feet real smooth. Real smooth. <laughs> <laughs> look like they ice skating, like roller skating, but they on the dance floor. Oh, yeah, that's tough. That's a tough song. As, uh, <clears throat> I don't even know where, what number I would give that in terms of, like, my top Rick James songs. That's okay, though. Now, Rick James got a lot of... Now, mm-hmm. Rick James' mm-hmm. book. Rick James' book is awesome. I love Rick James' book. If y'all have never read Rick James' book, his book is juicy. He, he don't hold back. And it's like, woo. But it's not you'd be surprised. It's just like, I'm surprised he told the truth. <laughs> but, um, okay, so when I was little, when I was a little, when I was just a wee little child in 19, what is this? Is this 76 or 78? 78. 78. <clears throat> and his um, album came out. This is my favorite album. It's the Come Get It album. It's got you and I on it. Um, I love the Stone City um, Band High song. Um, Mary Jane is on there. Hollywood is on there. And I love every single one of those songs. But one song that I really love on there is this Dream Maker song. And this song is so tough. He, he's singing falsetto. He's like crooning it like really shows his his talent you know what i mean and i'm gonna just play a little bit of that because like the way it comes in and then he's singing real soulful with his he used his deep voice when he comes in to talk and then he jumps into his falsetto and then it's like he's speaking like like a poet like i don't know it's just this is my jam right here um dream maker the, the rick james turn that up Brittany. When time allows my mind to sleep When thoughts and visions of your being Become as real to me as life I then become aware Oh You Yeah, I remember this now With eyes closed, I can Mm -hmm. taste The background is tough. Them background vocals are crazy. He talks so low and sexy. And then when he comes in with that falsetto. Oh, dream maker. And the setup is tough. Weave of magical dreams. Because the anticipation is.
when you're not around. <laughs> you got lost off? <laughs> it sounded like a sonata. Visions of love making me come so y'all know about that <laughs> that's t.i what you know about that what did kari say he said um rick james he said best autobiography he said he has ever read also rick has the best in yeah he has the best in fast music yeah cold-blooded you and i yeah all of those um <clears throat> suck it for your love party all the time yeah, standing on the top. Wow. Uh, how, how could I forget that? Oh, wow. wait, 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 wait. We talking about we talking about Detroit music. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We we I can't leave here without playing my jammy jam jam for y'all. This is one of my okay. So we talking about Detroit music. We know we love uh, Motown and all that, but one of my favorite groups that's still singing and performing and amazing that's from the 70s is the dramatics and the dramatics got a lot of jams snoop dogg brought out like so many dramatics jams but one song for me that i feel always gets slept on well not slept on but a lot of people don't really play it um is fell for you do y'all know that song I feel like I do. I can't recall how it probably goes, though. Man, I wish we had a full length podcast because I would do all the dances for you. I would do like <laughs> I would I would be like me, you and Brittany. And then I and we'd need one more, maybe Kari. And then we could do all the dances that you're supposed to do to these songs, you know, because like back in the 60s and 70s, 50s, 60s, 70s, like you had to have the hand movements and do all the dance and stuff like that. But um, the dramatics, the dramatics are great writers um butch right um shouts out to butch small that's um dj los pops on the production the dramatics is one of like my all-time favorite groups like they're so dope but um i want to play this song fell for you okay i'm gonna tell y'all what i love about this song uh, this is what I love about a lot of music. So a lot of music that you'll that you'll hear me say is like my favorite music is because it has a lot of complexities to it, um, a lot of changes. Um, did you have this album in your house growing up? Oh yeah, yeah. How did yeah. the cover make you feel? Because it looks crazy. You know, um, like when I was a child, I had a very like vivid imagination. Mm -hmm. So I used to open up all the covers i would dive into the covers and then you know you would op like open up a cover like a book and i'd read all the liner notes and i'd be all over everything so a lot of covers i was just looking at like the the actual physical like artistry of the cover like like the the um the technique of the artist okay like how they paint it and and things like that like and so i was into the colors i was into like the design mm. I even even like albums like Bitches Brew that have a lot of like, you know, imaginative imagery. Like I didn't really dissect like the meanings of any like I didn't really dissect the meanings of stuff. I just was really into like the the design or the way it looked or like the art. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I became maybe grown like in my 20s and yeah. then I went back and I was like, ooh. Um, <laughs> that was the, what, what on earth are they trying to put in the records <laughs> but um but yeah like but but a lot of music that I really love is like 
you know, it's got layers to it and levels to it. So there's going to be like some horns and there's going to be some orchestration and, you know, great writing and it's going to have a lot of changes and it, it may have interesting bridge and it's going to have, you know, um, layered harmonies and, you know, um, people will be, you know, like just singing really amazingly. Um, the background vocals will just be super incredible or might have some awesome string arrangements on it or just all types of percussion. Like, you know what I mean? Like that when I, like music that I really love just has all of that. And then on top of all that, it's got like this. What I love about the 70s is by the time they got to the 70s, they had done so much experimentation, but they were still, they still had bands and orchestras and live instrument instruments. And they only had just started bringing in a little bit of electronic. So I really love like that everything was live and his voices. And it's just, it's just really amazing. You know what I mean? So anyway, Hootie Rudy, this is um, the dramatics fell for you. You can hear all the parts in here that are just freaking incredible. Like a star slipping out of place Sliding from the sky, tumbling through space. When you touch my hand, he I did sample it. I yeah. feel like I'm falling. Seems like I'm falling. <laughs> yeah. Like a wheel, whirling round and round, rolling down a hill, spinning on the ground. They mean it when they sing it. He means that. I can get into that music, man. They meant the lyrics. He said, "I think, I think." When they when they start digging down deep like that, tomorrow, I think that I. <laughs> that's when they, you know, they he meant that. Really, really emoting. He loved her, mm. right? For at least five minutes and, and thirty seconds. How long is the song? <laughs> okay, you said play. 
I was the life of the party. From the dramatics? Mm-hmm. Okay. Kanye and Andre 3000 um, sampled it for a song that they dropped this past summer. Crazy! You said this summer? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, this past summer. Okay, one of another one of my oh her voice, one of my favorite 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 vocalists ever is Gladys Knight, and Gladys Knight. Let me tell y'all something about okay Gladys Knight, Shaka Khan, Aretha Franklin. Let me tell y'all something about these people. Shoot, even um James Brown. Let me tell y'all something about these people. They meant that. Michael Jackson, they meant that. If they were singing it, they meant every single word. And it just cuts through you like a gospel song. You know what I mean? Um, Shirley Caesar. I'm going to play a couple of Shirley Caesar for y'all, too. Do y'all get in the way without no gospel? Because that's Detroit, uh, you know, culture right there. Some good old gospel, funky gospel music <laughs> from the 70s. But um, Gladys Knight and the Pips had so many jams. My grandmother, my dad's mom, had... Um, I'm trying to think of was it the Eldorado? What was that car she had? It was bright green with white interior. This is 1970s. Okay, so this car was clean and she would pick me up and she worked at the cleaners and she did hair. And so um, her hair was always laid. Her outfits was always tight. You know, she did sewing and things like that. So 
She was coming clean, pick me up. You know what I mean? We riding, she cruising, okay? And and with the eight track, okay? And we got the white interior and the white walls, baby. And she is playing Gladys Knight in the Pips and also Al Green, eight in the eight track. And it is, she ain't playing. But one of my favorite Gladys Knight tunes that gets me going, like, you know, you know how sometimes you like need inspirational music. Mm-hmm. You just need like some music because you need to like get motivated. Or if I'm at the gym, or if I need to like, you know, get into something, or if I need to pep myself up or get in a good mood, I got to play this song right here. Um, it's this song right. Hold on, wait. This song right here is like one of my all time. Like I put this song on at least. I put this song on at least like once a week. This 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 song right here goes on like once a week. And what I love about it, I love the drums. I love how she starts like real low. And then um I know that the song is about like a relationship. But what I like is more the chorus when she says I got to use my imagination. Um, to think of a reason to keep on keeping on. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you do have to, like sometimes when you get in that depressed, like deep depression, or sometimes when you get really down, or sometimes when it, when you're going through something or you're really, you know, in that in that zone where it's like negative, it's like you do have to use your imagination to think of a reason to keep on keeping on. It's like think of a reason to be grateful or like really put yourself in that zone. So um, I like the drums here. It's almost like this, like, boom, 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 boom. And it's like the drum, like you can hear the drum is the motivation. Like the drum is at a pace where it's it's like pushing you. Like the drum is actually telling you to push yourself. Like the drum is actually the, the message that's like, keep going, keep going, keep going. But then her voice, when she starts hollering and screaming and telling you like, you know, how she feels like deep inside, like she means everything that she's saying. I just, uh, thank you, Gladys Knight. Um, I'm gonna just play a little bit of that. Let's see. Get me hype. 
just play that song forever that that too slaps i don't know i could just play music and music and music man okay before we go i do have to play one like last song because we've been playing a lot of music um i was trying to think i'm gonna leave y'all with like i said um maybe on another show i'll play some shirley caesar but one of my I love gospel music and um, one of my favorite I will have to play at least one jazz tune I can't leave y'all like that but one of my favorite 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 um, gospel um, songs is Be Grateful and I don't know if y'all know about like gospel legacies and things like that, but the Hawkins family, uh, Walter Hawkins and, and that whole family. I mean, we have the Clark sisters, we have the Winans, we have a lot of great, you know, legacy in gospel. Um, but this song in particular like my mom we used to play this song and sing it there's a lot of gospel we used to play around the house um growing up but this song right here again was a very um you know like inspirational song for me and uh and <clears throat> some one thing i love about this song in the writing um i thought about it and i think like a lot of people can relate to this song, even though people do equate a lot of gospel music with um, believing in Christianity. And a lot of people do have a lot of trauma if they grew up Christ in a in a in a negative like Christian Christian environment, or if they grew up in some like weird church or some. I don't want to say weird church, but if they had traumas in the church that they grew up in or in their you know Christian world that they grew up in. But I think like the lyrics to this song are super powerful. And I think anyone, um, if you're Muslim, if you're Jewish, because the song doesn't say Jesus Christ, like the song does say God. So I think if people believe in E5, people 
believe in Judaism, if, you know, they come from the various different faiths, um, if they believe in a higher power, I feel like this song has so much power in it and beauty because it just talks about like being grateful. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, a lot of times, you know, you need some inspirational music. I'm not saying that y'all have to listen to gospel, but sometimes I listen to gospel music because the lyrics are just very inspirational. And I like listening to gospel music that can have like universal appeal because especially in today's world, like people get maybe traumatized by the word God or traumatized, like, you know, if um, this is mentioned or that is mentioned. And I feel like this song in particular, like, I feel like you could play this song at a, you know, at a mosque, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it would have the same meaning. I feel like you could play it like at any, at anything and it would have the same meaning. I mean, for those that do believe in a higher power, it, it would traumatize someone that doesn't believe in a higher power though which I have experienced but I'm gonna play it and I hope I really don't traumatize anyone but I'm gonna tell y'all what I love about this song in particular and shouts out to um always first class media so what I love about this song in particular I love um the choir the choir is actually I'm gonna play y'all two versions of this song okay Mm -hmm. I'm gonna play y'all the original version and then I'm gonna play y'all a modern version so y'all can hear a little bit difference but um, I love the choir. The choir is incredible. Like their harmonies, their tone, everything is just perfect. And I love um, how she tells the story with her voice. And that for me is what I love about a great vocalist that's able to like just tell a story like with their tonality inflections you know um <clears throat> how long they take to to say a word where they put emphasis on a word like how like sometimes they stretch a word out you know what i mean um but this song for me is so powerful like again i used to listen to it a lot with my mom and so it it growing up has just become like a very inspirational song for me and um oh and i love the build up if y'all notice i like songs that start <laughs> slow and then they build up all these songs have build ups um the build up on this is 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 amazing so um this is the hawkins version of be grateful the original classic version turn it up a little bit brit that organ is the organ Organ. That background, sing choir. That choir is humming. Thank you. 
before i don't remember but dj um went into like a gospel house set that's like a thing it is and it's one of my favorite genres um but went into like a whole gospel house set had it rocking like everybody was in there with their arms like up to receive and share that energy with each other that's beautiful it on video it was gorgeous i was such a moment but yeah, you can't you can't shake roots like that. This our this our culture, you yo. Me like you can't. This is our culture. Can't escape it. <laughs> That's why I'm like people are like oh I bet like I understand like the road that like gospel has come down or like the commercial road that Christianity has come down, but this was different. This was back when people were still. <laughs> Wait, listen to this when they come back. Listen to this. They, wait, turn up a little bit, Brittany. They not done. What? Listen, that's, they, they getting it in right now. That's the spirit. That's the spirit right there. Woo! That's my favorite part, when they bring it back. And they start dancing. Uh, you hear them in there? That's the spirit for real right there. I love it when the music takes over and cuts into the pastor's sermon, but nobody really cares. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part. Awesome. 
I could just go on and on with that one. Um, I told you I was going to give y'all like a modern version, but so I'm not going to do that because I don't want to get into modern music, but I will give y'all um, <clears throat> a little bit of like this, uh, just a titty tad tad. I was trying to find it. Oh, here it is. So another one of my favorite, favorite, favorite gospel people is um Shirley Caesar and I'm just gonna play a little bit of Shirley Caesar I'm gonna play like two or three just snippets of Shirley Caesar but Shirley Caesar is one of those she's one of our greats she's one of our phenomenal gospel mothers who you know really paved the way for artists I mean, she followed in the footsteps and she was on the road, but I mean, she definitely is a pioneer. Let me just say that. Um, writing, you know, being in charge of her career, you know, um, being a decision maker, a boss, all that type of stuff. Um, being, you know, I can't even imagine being a woman in the 70s, like traveling and just being in the church and all the stuff that she had to go through and you know she became ordained and all these other things and these are all things that are very difficult you know um at a time for a woman a black woman you know to do so she crossed a lot of barriers and she really put in a lot of work um but i want to play like a couple snippets like for me this is the part of gospel that i love it's like the super like spiritual part where the music just like speaks you know what I mean let me see this is um don't be afraid it's a classic this is a classic like spiritual it's not gospel it's a spiritual but she's singing it in a Jesus said, Peter, you deny me. Yeah, don't be afraid. And these are our Peter, you deny me. Don't be afraid. These are our message. This is our message music. Because listen to the lyrics. It's saying, Peter. Don't be afraid. Walk on the water. This is music they, that was from the Underground Railroad. And these were songs that they told them, you're going to walk here and walk there. They told you where to go. It was in the music. It was in the rhythms. It was in the lyrics. So they're saying, don't be afraid. So when 
when they're talking about like walk out on the water, like these are songs that she's bringing up that are spirituals that were actually a part of our legacy to freedom. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's super powerful about the music because you can put the messages in the music, which they're doing nowadays, but you put the messages in the music and, you know, it led literally led people to freedom because it told them which way to go, which way to walk. And there were even understandings that were in the beats that were in the rhythms that told them like different messages of things of like if it was safe or if it was dangerous or if it was or like, you know, what what type of vibe you know what i mean that they were going to be encountering and uh, you know how to prepare um anyway here's here's another one that i super super love um this one is super uh another like gospel or like spiritual you know classic from our our spiritual heritage um shirley caesar same album song telling you like you know what i mean like it's gonna be rough but i need you to stand the storm it's not gonna be long Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it 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 doesn't necessarily speak to this life (laughs) which is a bit different you know what i mean about our heritage like a lot of our songs spoke to because of our plight spoke to that maybe in your lifetime this won't happen but whatever is that you're doing now is going to benefit after you. And so that a lot of our music had a lot of that inspiration in it because it was like to push through. Yes. To push through now to deal with things now, but also to push through, to make things better for the next, you know, the next lifetime, the next generation. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a bunch here that I could play. I'm going to play this one, though. Um, this one, y'all may or may not recognize this one. The um, People Get Ready. Ready. 
organ again. Have y'all ever heard <clears throat> that like that? No, you never heard that? <clears throat> I have. I just don't know where. I know I've heard that song though. Yeah. Okay. I'll just play like maybe one last song because I'm like, okay, there's so <laughs> much music. There's so much music that I just love, love, love. I think, um, let me see. We did Stevie Wonder. I didn't do any jazz and y'all be surprised like how much jazz I actually love like for real for real um Youssef Latif is one of my favorite like all-time artists his Detroit album is just incredible mm-hmm. um man there's just like so much you know like music that I really really love I was trying to think like how to end and I mean the Shirley Caesar though was just so perfect like I just really love Shirley Caesar like a lot, a lot. But I think I want to go back um, over to my Motown. And I was trying to think of like which Motown to play because there's so much Motown that I really, 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 really love. And I think I'm going to end with one of my mom's favorites. Um, Now, my mom love the temptations and she was the like you know my girl and that whole you know that whole um what's the word like that era but I think for me my temptations era was the 70s and that's when they went through like all these like a huge transformation like in their sound you know what I mean because that their sound had become kind of psychedelic and everybody was doing psychedelic so it was like a psychedelic rock kind of thing that they were doing and I, I really love it um so I'm gonna say that I either would do cloud nine or I heard it through the grapevine um but I'm gonna go with cloud nine i'm gonna go go with cloud nine i'm gonna end with cloud nine because that one takes us out on a high note it has all the things that i love many of the things that i love about the music and it gives me also like 
the vibes when I was little and we'd be in the living room at my grandma's house on the east side on Pennsylvania between the 94 and Shoemaker over by, if y'all know, Gratiot, French, Cadillac, all mm-hmm. those streets. And um, we would be in the living room playing. My grandmother had, but this is my mom's mom now, had the big wooden record player that also had the eight track in it. And I would be playing a lot of the records. I was kind of like the DJ back then. I put the records on and you had to like clean the records. Remember the record cleaning thing? And you put that on. You had to clean the needle and put it exactly where it's supposed to go. Because if you put it on the wrong place and it mess up the vibe because you're not putting it in the right place. But um, we put this on and everyone would just go nuts because um, the drums are crazy on this song the drums are shouts out to Aisha Ellis um the drummer who's in the chat but the drums on this cloud nine like this cloud nine song is amazing so I'm gonna end us on the cloud nine That's psychedelic. Woo! This made me want to dance. Childhood part of my life wasn't very pretty. I was born and raised in the slums of a city. It was a one-room shack that slept in another chair beside me. We hardly had enough food or room to sleep. It was hard time. Needed something to eat my trouble man. The meaning of work. He disrespected mama and treated us like day. I left home seeking a job that I never did find. Depressed and downhearted, I took the cloud and I'm doing fine up here on cloud land. Listen, one more time, I'm doing fine up here on cloud land. Down there, tell me. You say, give yourself a chance, son. Don't let life pass you by. But the wild reality of a rat race where only the stone is survive. It's a dog eat dog world that ain't no life. It ain't even safe no more to walk the streets at night. Let me tell you about Cloudland. You can be what you wanna be. Nine. You ain't got no okay. responsibility. And I'm man, every man is All right. Me. You're a million miles from reality. Okay, so what they were doing right there was a very <clears throat> classic technique that a lot of artists and musicians do where they where it's like improv and then they like throw it to you so like the there's like a a rhythm that's happening i mean i'm sorry there's a beat that's happening so they're like keeping the beat and then the musicians are like keeping the rhythm and then the vocalists had such a synergy with one another that they would like 
throw things to each other and they brought that into the studio because that was like an improvisational technique that they just did because remember they came from the corner you know what i'm saying they used to sing on the corner like you know how everyone's a rapper these days and you go to the lunchroom and everyone's like beating on the on the you know lunch table back in the day everybody was in a crooning group you know, in Detroit, Philly, Newark, like L.A., like all the black cities, you know, Chicago, everybody, you know, if you see the movie Cooley High, you'll see no, that's what them I was like, visualizing. like singing on the corner. But that was what everybody did. You know, they the guys like in the street, they just sang on the corner, you know, so they would. Some of them be rapping and some be singing, but they be crooning and everybody would be like, okay, well, you take the high part, you take the low part, you're going to be baritone, I'm going to be bass, I'm going to, you know, and they would, you know, sing the songs that were popular that were out, but sometimes they would like make up songs and the people who were musically inclined would like be out there singing and then it then just like now how when people rap and and if they freestyle then they just start like coming off the top of the head they would do the same thing vocally and like you know they would throw things to each other um i feel like culturally we i don't want to say we lost that but that was like a huge part of our culture in like the 50s and 60s and even a little bit into the 70s well by the time the 70s came that crooning on the corner thing wasn't really like a thing yeah you know what i'm saying it was like a thing of the past but um and you know all that stuff was in studio but um yeah anyway um i've had fun you know we i could go on and on and on with music especially Anytime. with you um deja because you know and thanks for entertaining <laughs> all of my 70s kind of like classics and and some of my favorites i haven't even like scratched the surface i just gave you a little taste of like my brain and how i feel and things like that and it's getting late so we're gonna you know what i mean i know look at <laughs> deja yawn Brittany oh put God. it right on your big mouth open it's crazy, okay crazy, it's late crazy. my work schedule is nuts too i'm i gotta get like back into the groove of this year now that i'm back in it so your work schedule yeah we got to get you home because it's getting late and i appreciate everyone in the chat for like staying and like listening to us and vibing with us and yeah, all that this was really fun i it was cool we have to do more right yeah a couple more music, music shows talks. they're so fun I, I like going do... through people playlists man this yeah. is what me and my friends do all day so yeah this Literally. is what I used to do with my family, my mom, just <laughs> yeah. play music and talk about the songs and who made them and things like that. So mm -hmm. I appreciate y'all sharing my birthday with me. I've been on this planet almost, almost. I'm still 49 for two more days on Thursday at 3.51 p.m. Eastern Standard Time It'll is when I'll technically. And actually, it's going to be official, official because I was actually born on a Thursday. So mm. Thursday this is interesting. Time. In Highland Park in Highland Park Hospital. And I just want to shout out my mom and give much love to my mom, my dad. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. Um, and yeah, for life and appreciate the creator. Thank you to the creator for giving me life. Thank you to my grandmas, all my grandmas and all my family members that pour into me and celebrate with me. And I want to shout out all my other fellow Aquarian friends. I have, like a 
cousin and I have two cousins like my one cousin I want to shout out my other cousin um Ronald me and him have the same birthday I want to shout out um my cousin in Kingy she's the day after me I want to shout out Marsha Paul um oh man who else is this week it's so many people I'm forgetting a couple people um there's so many friends I have whose birthday is like all within these few days. So shouts out to all the Aquarius, all the January Aquarius, everyone born this week. Um, I didn't do the astrology report this week. I'll probably do it like next week since it's the beginning of the month. Um, and by the time I come back next week, guess what? I'll be 50 years old and I'm very excited. Oh yeah. I wanted to shout out, um, Sheila Everett of Everett's, um, salon. She braided my hair. She gave me a massage, a scalp massage and a hot oil treatment. And it felt so good. She's downtown on iron street off Jefferson. Also want to shout out, um, to uh tomorrow i'm getting my nails and feet done i'm getting like the the special like hand rub and foot rub and it's going to be from um the 10 nail bar and that's downtown on griswold and then thursday i want to shout out the woodhouse spa because i'm getting a full body massage there and that is, I'm very looking forward to that. And all three of those bis beauty businesses are black women-owned businesses that um, are here in the city of Detroit that have wonderful services. So check them out. Um, I'll put them in the description box um, probably tomorrow. But once again, I want to thank Brittany March, who was on the tech. Um, I want to thank Deja who is um, here sharing in the uh, listening of music and giving critiques about it and Kari Frazier for Detroit is Different. I want to shout out my boo thing that's in the chat. He just popped in. Uh, shouts out to P Groove. Um, love you, babe. And um, shouts out to, to all my friends and family and everyone that supports me and everything. So... Um, please like, share, and subscribe. Piper Carter Podcast. I said it at the beginning. I'll say it at the end. We now have a website, um, pipercarterpodcast.com. So you want to go there. Um, I'll be adding a blog feature. So we'll be probably trying to talk about uh I don't know, show topics or something. Um, we're on social media, on Instagram and Facebook as Piper Carter Podcast. We have a Facebook group, which I'll add to the description box as well. Join our Facebook group and, you know, uh, let's build this community and have conversation. We also started a Patreon. Um, the Cash App is up there right now. But if you go into the website, if you want to become a Patreon um, supporter you can do that or you can um you know drop me a little cash up for my birthday at piper carter studio right now hint hint um <laughs> do that and then um yeah i mean we're on all streaming platforms we're here on youtube and yeah we want to 
but today we had a fun show we went through music and things like that but um moving forward we now have additions to our show we have um pilar cote who um is our nft evangelist and talking about crypto and so she's gonna come on twice a month she'll come on every other she'll come on the first and third of the month and um give us some information and lessons. And then we have Asa Bay, who is our health and wellness coach and expert. And he'll be coming on. Um, no, I have that reversed. Asa Bay will be coming on on the first and third and Pilar will be coming on the second and fourth or some version of that. They'll both be on twice a month. How about that? And then on the fifth week, we either may have a special guest or we may have no guest. Um, it may just be us. Maybe we'll do music. I don't know. But um, stay tuned. Stay tuned, you know, and um, we just appreciate you. And we appreciate the growth that you have um, helped us. We are at now about 30,000 listens, which is exciting. And um, we have, I don't know, like X amount of subscribers, like uh, I think 400 on our um, platforms and like 100 on YouTube. So let's see, you know, the community grow. We appreciate um, the growth that you've given us so far. So, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. And um, we shall see you next week. Oh, we will work on on being on time. Our goal is to be here every Tuesday at 8 p.m. So um, slowly but surely we'll be here Tuesdays live on YouTube at 8 p.m. And then repost the next day on all your streaming platforms. So, um yeah, that's it. Um, thank you for a wonderful birthday. Happy birthday, Piper. Thank you. Woo! Yay. Happy birthday. <laughs> and y'all won't see me doing no twerking or no gyrating or no changing of outfits <laughs> on <laughs> on my birthday. I will literally just be going internal. So, um, yeah. So thanks for all your support. And we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs> Tune in weekly to the Piper Carter podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience.